Hey guys, and welcome to Comic Tube. My name's Leroy. And I'm Anthony. And you know what? Alright, so the coronavirus is going to be in the beginning of every episode because that's just the world we live in. Corona, 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 corona. Corona, virus, corona. Virus, Not the beer, <laughs> but... Oh, oh, um, I thought we took a... Oh, yeah, that. But you know what? Despite all the corona stuff, I am happy that certain things are still in production, like Stargirl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was surprised when you told me that uh, we were doing that in our next uh, episode. I was like, they still had time for that? Like, that actually made through production? Yeah, so apparently it did finish production, but it was just in post-production and right on time, too. So I'm pretty sure this episode that just came out, plus the other ones, are been ready for a while. They've probably just been in pre-production for the last episode of the season or so. Mm -hmm. But... But, yes, as I said, yeah. So, we're going to be talking about the first episode of Stargirl, what we thought, or as I like to call it, the New Earth 2. So, what do you mean by that, the New Earth 2? Did you watch Crisis on Infinite Earths? Oh, yeah. There was a Stargirl on that. It was, Well, not only that, there was already a Stargirl and a Justice Society in the CW-verse. If you remember in Legends of Tomorrow, there was already a Stargirl. Oh, that was like in the second season, I think, or I think it was like in the second season, yeah. Yeah. But when if and spoilers if you haven't seen Crisis on Infinite Earths, when everything got rebooted at the end of the episode, mm. they showed all the new Earths. Now what we just saw right now mm-hmm. is the new Earth two. Oh shit. Okay. So this and is actually happening. This is, yeah, this is this a- is still CW verse. I guess with the reboot, we finally have an Earth 2 that is a lot more closer to the comic. Because everything we saw in this episode is straight up out of the comics, which I love. Oh, but wow. now, quick backstory, I guess, we can just jump around. Sure. So the Justice Society has always been the Justice League of Earth 2. Ah, Earth okay. 2 never had... You know, I mean, well, on certain stories, Earth 2 did have a Justice Society. Right. But the whole thing, even... Early, early, early Silver Age, if I'm, you know, and and everything was always different. Mm-hmm. There was always an Earth 2, and their team was always the Justice Society with Wildcat, with all that stuff, with the yeah. um, Alan Scott Green Lantern, like the, the Golden Age. Basically, right. Earth 2 is the Golden Age. Wow, that's crazy, because that, yeah, that that's kind of like what I liked about the opening minutes of this episode, was it definitely gave you a quick sense of... The Justice Society, them fighting some, you know, the the villains, and it kind of, kind of gave you like, you know, this is this is an important fight. These are the mm-hmm. these are the heroes of this this Earth. It's interesting because I kind of knew about the Justice Society just, you know, from the the show and and seen in another, you know, things because I never really read the comics of about them. So I kind of knew a couple of people on there. It's funny to see Joe McHale play a superhero, um, but uh, <laughs> which I uh, think he I, was perfect. Yeah, I was like, "Oh shit, that's Joe McHale!" Wow, um, but he fit. He fit it. He fit the role. He fit it. Yep. Um, but yeah, it was interesting to see Justice Society in and very much out of the of the main story. I was like, "Wow, okay, I got introduced and then farewell to the Justice Society in the first five yeah. minutes of this this uh, episode." Yeah, I'm a big Justice Society fan, and I always <laughs> wanted, in my eyes, for movies and DC movies. Mm. It's like, look, if they don't want to follow the Marvel formula, I always wanted a ju- them to start with a Justice Society movie, mm-hmm. have them all disband by the end of the movie, mm-hmm. and then down the later years form the Justice League because the Justice Society was always the old school people. They were always, you know, if let's say the originals, yeah, right. They were always the original team, right? Um, and 
you know, let, let's say, for example, uh, the first Flash was in the Justice Society. Ah, and then you had okay. Barry who showed up. But then, right. again, we saw his helmet. So now, you know, uh, and I'm jumping around. I'm sorry. So now we saw everybody just get murdered. That was the original team. Yeah. Did you catch Jay Garrick's helmet? Yeah, I was looking at that, and I didn't register at first. I was like, wait. So I, I was confused. I was like, wait, was he there? Is he gone? Is he somewhere else? Is that Oh, we don't really? know. Yeah, that that is true. We All we saw was the helmet, so we don't know if yeah. he survived or not. But my other question is, if this is the new Earth 2, would they eventually show that that was John Wesley's ship? Maybe. remember, John Wesley's ship was still Earth 2 flat, J- you know. Earth 2, J. Garrick, yeah. Right, Earth 3. It was Earth, Earth 3, 3, J. Yeah. Garrick. Yeah. So now my question is, with this new Earth 2, now that it's more accurate, are they going to show that after all the multiverse got remerged and recreated, is now Earth 3, J. Garrick, now Earth 2, and is this his new... His Origin. new history. Oh, right. his new history, yeah. Ooh, that's a good question. That's a very good question. I didn't even think about the, the, the timelines or the, the, the multiverse aspect of this. I, I guess I did because I knew going in this was New Earth 2. And I remember when I remember when Crisis on Infinite Earths ended and they, they mm. showed all the Earths. You know, they were showing the Titans Earth. They were showing the New Kingdom Come Earth, all that good stuff. Yeah. When they showed Earth 2, I remember going, wait a minute. That's the Justice Society. That's the real Justice Society. Did they now recreate it to fit more of the comics? And as we saw in this episode, yes, they did. Yeah. Holy they shit, did, yes, they did. They did a very good... I mean, I gotta say, like, just, again, going back to the first 10 minutes of this episode, I was like, wow, this feels... I, I don't want to say different, but it was definitely f- felt more cinematic in a good yeah. way. Like. It felt like a like I honestly I, I didn't even feel like this was a television show like I, I thought I was watching a film I was like oh okay this is this is a movie because this this is shot like like a mini film like it's it's I'm getting a Justice Society what could be a Justice Society movie what could be a Star Girl movie and it just felt good like I was like I feel like I'm watching a comic book movie but it's not pandering it's not wink wink right. hey hey. It's not uh, different in a way where I'm like, okay, this is kind of edgy for just to be edgy or dark just to be dark. Like it fit the right tone for what I'm guessing the comic was like, because I, I I never read the comic, um, but I was like, this feels like a, a like a like a well put uh, show where they're not trying to be different just to be different. They're not trying to be edgy just to be edgy. They're just hitting the mark of like, here's the origin story, but here's also the history of this Earth. And and it was a it was a very good intro to to the rest of the show. Well, to answer your question, it's funny you say that. Now, two part answer. Number mm-hmm. one, have you seen Titans? I I only I've only seen the first episode of Titans, the first episode of Doom Patrol. Right, that's the okay. other one. Yeah. Um, I thought Titans Titans was interesting. I felt though that it was maybe just a little bit too edgy, just to be edgy. Like right, there was right. a lot of moments where I'm like. I guess you want to be different. Doom Patrol yeah. I liked a lot just because the aesthetics were different. I was like, okay, this feels like Doom Patrol. This doesn't feel like, you know, they're trying. Although I don't, right. I've never read the comic. I've never seen the rest of the show. I was like, oh, I'll come back and see the rest of the show. But this feels different. Well, to just a quick note, Titans does get better. The first episode's okay. a little weak, but it does get better. But what I wanted to say was that comparison you just did, is I think the quality of all the DC Universe shows outside of the CW-verse 
Mm-hmm. For those that don't know, this this show aired first on the DC app, and then it's going to the CW. So they're doing the two for one, which is kind of mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. But those C- DC shows are like made for Netflix, so the quality is like a movie. Is what I'm trying to say. Ah, okay. Yeah, and yeah. Now, definitely felt be- that way because DC, you know, you have because Crisis on Infinite Earths, they now have a deal. So now Swamp Thing that just aired on the DC app is now going to be airing on the CW app. I mean, on the CW <sighs> channel. So oh, wow. I think they're I think they're finally working. You know, Crisis on Infinite Earths, and again, it's a spoiler, but I have to go back to that. They did something where. They made it so that anything DC that exists, whether it's live action or whatever the case is, counts mm-hmm. as a different Earth. And the main Earth, the main Earth that we follow is the main show on the CW. So Flash, wow. Arrow, Supergirl is like the main Earth. Everything else can be considered a multiverse. Even if you're watching Superman Returns, different Earth. Michael <laughs> Keaton, Batman, different Earth. And I love that because that's, <laughs> that's cool. what DC Comics is. Yeah. Uh, my bad. I, I, I took a giant ADD turn here, and I I don't mean to take over the conversation, but just to answer your question, I read Stars and Stripes, mm-hmm. and from what I remember, and I was rereading it again today to just to kind of remember, mm-hmm. and that's the tone it took. It took that happy, campy, kind of, you know, not happy, campy, but that lighthearted superhero tone to Yeah. It, it took it to where, like I said, it didn't even, it, it could have been campy. But they toned it just enough to be like, you know, this is a, this is a, a, a I don't want to say bright, but it's like a, it's a, it's, it's a very, yeah, I guess happy, happy, happy style. I well, guess. like so Flash was when Flash started. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They, they know the tones. It's not like everything DC has to be dark and grim. It's like, no, look, we can, because Justice Society is a little bit of both. Um, I wanted to touch on a homage again. And I'm, I'm I, you know me, I like to compare it to comics a lot. Sure. I like the small Easter egg that Solomon Grundy went chasing after. I, Star- <laughs> yeah. Well, because in the comics, he's the one who killed him. What? In the comics, it was Grundy, not Icicle. So I'm like, oh, is Grundy going to kill him? Okay, I kind of see what they did there. But okay, cool. And that was finally they gave us a real Solomon Grundy. Wow. Yeah, that I, yeah. I love that. I was looking. I was like, holy crap. The effects, the effects on Solomon Grundy was really good. Like, you know, they, they made him a towering figure, a towering monster. Yeah, because he's supposed to be like a Frankenstein-type zombie. Mm-hmm. For those that don't know, Stars and Stripes, um, specifically Courtney, was created by Jeff Johns. Did you know that? No, I remember you were talking about Jeff Johns, and it's funny because he's he has writing credit and producing credit on this, and it felt yes. like it felt like the writer knew the character very well because everybody felt like a full character like everybody felt like you know this is their this is who they are and i i got that right away with every character especially the main the main girl well jeff johns created courtney that's his first comic that he wrote for dc comics that's crazy it was stars and stripes so courtney is and is a little bit sad he created her after his late sister did you know that his late sister died on the twa crash that famous twa crash of the 90s yeah and so he named, so Courtney Johns, so he named her Courtney, you know, Whitmore and all that stuff. So yeah. Jeff Johns' first DC gig, and again, I know this because I'm just a big Jeff Johns fan, was <laughs> Stars and Stripes, where he introduces Courtney, but he also wrote Justice Society for like a good 52 issues. Maybe more, oh, maybe wow. less. But he wrote Justice Society in like 2007, 2008. And not only that, and I'm, I'm, I'm bringing this all the way around because this is, ju- it's interesting. 
This isn't the first time Jeff Johns has written TV with these characters. Mm-hmm. Did you know? Do you remember Smallville? Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because this this director who directed this show was a director on Smallville. So I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense that they kind of know how to film. Exactly. Superhero. So Jeff Johns also wrote the Smallville episode where Courtney first appeared. So we literally have a guy who has been in creative control of his own character at least three times. Oh Comics God, and two TV crazy. shows. Well, you could tell. I mean, I, this was this was an origin story that was very easy to follow and very quick to like just be like, okay, I get it. I get the characters. I get I get the scenarios. I get the bad guys. I'm interested. I'm 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 into this, and it it just shows. You're just like there's no trying to make this character different for TV or trying to make it fit or tr- it's just everything kind of just flowed like, you know. The people who who've done this is like, yeah, we've done this before. This should be an easy presentation, and it shows. Now, a couple of differences, and this, mm-hmm. again, I'm Sylvester Pemberton, the guy who was Starman, mm-hmm. was never Starman in the comics. Oh, no. Um, even though he has ties to Starman, it's interesting that Jeff Johns wrote him in general, and um, not wrote him, but you know, when Jeff Johns created Star Girl. It's mm. interesting that both times he wrote Sylvester Pemberton, he was Starman in the TV show. He was Starman in Smallville and Starman in this episode, but he was never he was never Starman. He was always Star Spangled Kid. Oh, so and that's he was why never, he had them he had right. them uh, in this episode mentioned that, right? He mentioned that, right. that was when and he was Right. And that started. part was true, yeah. but he never became Starman. So that was always a little know. huh. But again, it, it he did kind of make, you know, the again, little changes, but it's his cre not his creation. Courtney's his creation, but I feel like he always wanted Sylvester Pemberton, uh, Pemberton to be Starman. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he got his wish because now now he made him he made him Starman again. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, again, kind of going back to like this world felt like it was you know create created uh, like with full characters it's kind of cool to like see like you know when when stripes right stripey was that is that the yeah stripey right stripey was saying like yeah he was he started when he was like a kid you know he was a kid and then you know he grew up to be starman so i was like oh, okay that's cool like you know he we see a hint that this character was a hero for a while and then and then evolved to starman um so i kind of like that my bad i was reading something you're going <laughs> to love this Sylvester Pemberton was created by none other than Jerry Siegel <laughs> in 1941. That's wow. awesome. Well, that makes, yeah, you know, I mean, it's 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 a classic character, you know? It's a classic uh, type of character, Starman, you know, it has that bold kind of name. Ten years ago, Starman and the JSA died saving the world. The Flash, Dr. Fate, they couldn't defeat the Injustice Society. Who are they? What did you think about the people that were casted in this in this show? Um, well, it's what's her name? Uh, the mom. You got Amy. You got Amy Smart, who's that? I'm like, you know, you're getting old when high school <laughs> teens from your day are like moms now. Mom, right? That was I'm like, like I was like, Amy Smart is playing a mom now. Holy crap! How old am I? You know what? I felt I I accepted it when three times in the last couple of years i i accepted it when alicia silverstone was a mom in diary of a wimpy kid <laughs> oh my I, god that's right yeah i accepted it when who else um 
the bad dude from Scream 1. Oh, you're talking about uh, Skeet Ulrich? Yeah, when he's freaking Jughead's dad in Riverdale. Oh, my God. And and Luke Perry, when Luke Perry, you know, rest in peace, my brother, when Luke Perry became Archie's dad in Riverdale Daddy. too, I'm like, yeah. I, like, what's happening now? They're all turning old. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird to see her. It was weird to see her uh kind of be that I mean, be that mom character. I was like, she's a mom now? Wow. But oh, she, but you know, she's a she's a good actress. You know, she's she, a good comedic actress. She she's aged, a good all she around. Aged well though. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. She mm, oh, yeah. she looked <laughs> She still got it. She still, she still got, got it. it. She still got it. I love that they picked Luke Wilson. Uh I think Luke Wilson plays a very good everyday man in a way. Like uh he plays that funny kind of like um, I'm not intimidating. I want to be more than what I am, but I'm still kind of an average guy with a heart, you know, type of thing. And I think he f- he fit perfectly to be that psychic. Although at one point he said that Joe McHale was older than him. I was like, I think you guys are probably around the same age almost. Like, I don't, I don't see yeah. him being older than you. Courtney, I told you not to touch the staff. Now you and I have this conversation. There is no excuse for any show or movie to be just like the comics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even little details like action movers when it came to go oh, pick yeah, them like... up to move. <laughs> well, that was the exact van that was in the comic when they were moving away. Oh, wow. So if you ever read Stars and Stripes, this pilot episode is 100% the first episode. The first issue. The first issue. Excuse me. Wow, I am losing it. <laughs> yeah, the first issue. It, it's That's like, how it close remi- it was. That's how close. That's it was how close you- it was. Yeah, <laughs> it reminded me of watching the first episode of Walking Dead. When oh, I saw yeah. the first yeah, episode yeah, yeah. of Walking Dead, it was one hundred percent the first issue of Walking Dead, panel by panel. Oh um, wow! Okay, that's cool. With the exception of, but the thing is, in Stars and Stripes, she was never Star Girl in those twelve issues. She became Star Girl in Justice Society. So I kind of see what liberties they took for this, which makes a lot of sense. I'm happy with it. Right. But in the comics, for the first 12 issues, including the Zero issues, yeah, she has ties to Starman, but she never became Stargirl. She was always stripey. She never became Stargirl until she joined Justice Society, which was after that miniseries ended. But it makes sense. You know, if they're making the show Stargirl, then they have to change a couple of things. Yeah, and I like the main girl. I've never seen her before. This is the first time I've seen her on a show, and she's a good actress. I think uh, she has that likability for the main character. You know, it kind of, it kind of all almost, and it makes sense because you know this this director also. I mean, this this director directed everything. He directed all the CW shows, uh, DC shows, so they kind of know how to introduce a character, especially your main character, very well. Even though they're like her main her main thing was like she hated everything in the first you know ten minutes. I hate that I'm moving. I hate my stepdad. I hate this new school. Um, but there was still something about her that you're like, yeah, I kind of want her to to win in a way. Uh, so it was kind of interesting to see her acting through all those those things of like being afraid of being in a new school and you a know teenager. all that. Yeah, and, basically, and, yeah, a teenager. And, and <laughs> they they pick someone for the same age. Um, she's she, well, not the same age. She's twenty, but she can pass for someone who's yeah, sixteen or whatever. Now yeah, in the 16, comics, did 15. they move? Did they move to Nebraska? That that's Ju- also. A- I don't remember if it was specifically Nebraska, but they definitely moved away. And everything okay. played out exactly the same. She found out her 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 stepdad secret. Mm-hmm. Um, the comic came out in the late '90s, so they kind of jump around real quick, like you know. And again, this was Jeff Johns' first writing. Yeah. But 
it was really quick like hey look you know i know who you are oh now i'm gonna dress like you to kind of you know make you feel silly but <laughs> it, it it all it all you know and he had the suit and everything so it all worked out you know the same yeah no yeah it definitely uh it definitely had that 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 feel of like you know they they were trying really hard to make this its own series because i like the fact that i was like nebraska i was like out of all places wow okay so this this story is taking place in in a town in nebraska all right um uh, I'll, I'll, I'll bite i'll see i'll see what this is like um but yeah it kind of fits it kind of fits the whole the whole style of the show i also uh, don't remember in the comics because i don't know starman as well as other people do mm-hmm. um i only know like the little bits and pieces that i read i think by the time i started reading starman it was like uh it was another dude i forgot who it was um the last version i don't i i can't recall if the staff had a mind of its own in the comics which i loved i loved that the staff was like carpet from aladdin oh yeah <laughs> Or or the cape of uh you know what's from, his face yeah from Doctor Strange yeah well I I kind of like that and I kind of like I didn't I was like I was hoping that she would kind of come into her own to kind of learn how to use it but I was like you know what to kind of speed things up you do it, it does help to have that inanimate object be a, a almost a human or or a, a sidekick in a way. Uh, cause you know, the whole time now she has something to talk to, has something to push her to do stuff that she normally wouldn't do. Um, so I get it as far as like a writing standpoint, it's, it's good. Um, and I just hope that they find that balance between, you know, the staff kind of doing everything and her kind of taking initiative as well, which I think in this episode, they kind of had that balance. Um, yeah. but I was a little worried about that when the staff came up, I was like, Oh no, don't tell me this is going to be like the carpet from. Aladdin and it kind of was I was like oh but it, it, it kind of they, they kind of didn't push it too far so uh so far at least from this pilot episode I like the idea the staff kind of being its own its own thing but so and so you're saying in the comic it, it was the same way the staff was its own kind of no thing. that's the thing just... I, I don't recall at all ah, I'm, okay. I'm fully in the dark on that one ah, okay. uh, I, I think I was more like I said in the beginning I'm more excited about the Justice Society mm-hmm. than star girl if that makes sense and I, I i hate to be that way but my justice society always had star girl in it because that's the justice society that i read a lot um yeah. jeff johnson's stuff to society mm-hmm. so i'm excited to see i guess the thing about this show is that i'm more excited to see what earth 2 is really going to be is it going to be john wesley ship's bear um you know jay garrick in the photos we saw a lot where we see them in action we saw in the photo we saw the original green lantern alan scott but are all of them are awesome. dead it's it seemed like they were saying I that they know. were they all died i don't know well the, if i don't see a body i don't consider it you know what i mean the only person to me that <laughs> died true. was starman so that's i don't true. know i saw starman was dead and i saw that um uh sandman the justice society version of sandman henry dobbs i think his name is yeah wildcat showed wildcat yeah wildcat, wildcat died. died uh our man who oh, man. i believe was played by elliot from et Oh, that's yeah, because they said a uh, special guest star. Uh, what's Henry, his name? And I was Henry like, Thomas. Yeah, I was like, oh, who is he playing? And then that's who he's. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he he dead. Uh, he dead. <laughs> he dead. But he's uh he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's gone. That's it. That's it. No more. <laughs> they also confirmed, and again, I'm, I'm we're just jumping around. This is only the first episode. There's not much to talk about outside of an yeah. origin story. 
but they confirmed that the next crossover will feature Stargirl. Oh, so oh, okay. Because again, it's going to be a multiverse. It has to be a multiverse thing. So right. What you know? Which one would they be? Now, my question is: This is Earth Two. Are we going to see more popular Earth Two characters? Are we going to see Power Girl? Power Girl is the Earth Two version of Supergirl with the big boobs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> we saw Hawkman and Hawkgirl. Are we eventually going to see them be revived in this version? You know, because Hawkman and Hawker were always Earth 2 people. So we're going to see that. Um, are we going to see a more accurate Spectre, who's also part of Earth 2? There's just so many so many oh, characters wow. that I'm, like, excited about that I'm just like, are we going to see these Earth 2, you know, um, uh, these Earth 2 people? I feel like at at the very least, you'll be seeing a lot of flashbacks to them yeah. fighting. And so that could kind of be the way that they still show the Justice Society, even though they're all supposedly dead. Another way I think that they could probably bring these people back to action is, like you mentioned, if there's a Flash that's still alive, Flash's love to fuck with time. So I'm well, pretty yeah, sure they can go back, back in time. And, I'm going to give you three people. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure they can go back in time and, and bring some of them to the future to fight yeah. whoever they need to fight. I'm going to tell you three people that I know are definitely alive. Dr. Fate. You saw mm -hmm. him in the photo. Mm -hmm. Dr. Fate has to be alive. Hawkman and or Hawkgirl. They count as mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. And Jay Garrick. We didn't see a body. Mm -hmm. Jay Garrick yeah. has to be alive somewhere. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm going for. We'll Especially see. if you say there's a crossover, then then they have to have a flash. That would you know it it would be right. Uh, cool if they had that flash still be alive. Oh, we we didn't talk about this icicle, like Earth Two icicle. Who is he? Caitlin's dad in this Earth, or is this another icicle? Oh yeah, I was wondering that too. I was like, wait, isn't that isn't that supposed to be her dad? Like her dad is. Uh... They only made her her dad in the CW show, so this might be a more accurate, you know. Yeah, I mean, the villains are still alive, so that's going to be interesting to see, you know, all these villains kind of come out of retirement, I guess. I mean, I I, I was kind of surprised that the villains were just like, oh, well, we killed the Justice Society, so time to retire. Yeah, we're good. Like, oh, we're just going to chill we're now. Good. <laughs> oh, Starman's alive? All right, I guess I'm unretired now. I was like, really? That was it? Like, you didn't take over the world this whole time? These Justice Society people probably stopping you from taking over the world and you killed them and you're like, you know what? I don't really need to take over over the world anymore. I'm just gonna retire. I don't know if you know this, but his the son of the villain, um, Brainwave, mm. the son becomes the second Brainwave in the comics. I feel like that's what this show is leaning on. Going back to what you were saying, as far as the Justice Society, I mean, even Starman said it. Like, we need somebody to. The Justice Society can't die. We need somebody to, you know, you know, kind of. I forgot what he said, but something to the effect of like. We need it to always be around or be resurrected or whatever. I think, if I remember correctly, I think he said, we need another Starman. The Justice Society is gone. Right. So, so I yeah. feel like what's going to happen is they're going to do like Justice Society, the new age, whatever, you know, like the new version of those characters. And right. the same thing probably with the villains. You know, you'll probably have the villains there that she'll fight and she'll defeat. And then they're sons or somebody who follows them or looks up to them will it'll take be a the generational mantle. thing yeah 
as it as it always should be. I agree with yeah. that. That's similar to what they did in the comics with Justice Society. They had more of a generational one more. No, I'm sorry. Excited again. Super excited. Earth Two stuff. <laughs> I hope that we get to bring back Brandon Ralph as Kingdom Come Superman because Kingdom Comes. Well, even though in Crisis they showed that it was Earth ninety six. Yeah. Kingdom Come Superman ended up becoming a part of that Justice Society, that older Superman. Ah. Maybe I, I don't know. Maybe it'll be a mention, but that'd we'll be see. cool. And I mean, he's already part of that CW verse, so it's not like Brandon Ralph wouldn't want to do it. I'm pretty sure yeah. he'd be like, "Yeah, sign me Hell up. Yeah. I'll, I'll play." Hell yeah! I'll play yeah. Old Superman for real, big time. But we don't know. Again, I, I guess again, I'm excited because not only did we get the Justice Society, but now we have a whole nother Earth to explore. Mm-hmm. And it's an accurate Earth Two, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know Earth Two, like I said, it's been around for many, many years. Um, created by uh, who was it? I think it was Gardner Fox. Mm-hmm. He was a DC Comics writer. He created the concept of Earth Two like back in 1961 or so. Oh damn, that that yeah. far back. Yeah. Whew. Damn. Because he, I think, with him, he wanted to bring back Jay Garrick, the original Flash, and they're like, well, what if he's from another Earth? And I guess that's kind of what when they started all that in the 60s. Those damn hippies. Yeah, man. Hey. Wanted to make an Earth 2, you damn hippies. Damn hippies. Oh, okay, yeah. Let's practice. Hey, overall, what did you think of the, the, the pilot episode? I liked it a lot. I, I liked that it it felt like a pilot episode. It was a good origin story, but it didn't feel boring like most pilot episodes. Mm-hmm. In comparison, if you ever if I ever see pilot episodes, I always have to wait till episode two or three to kind of be like, okay, I'm kind of into this. Yeah. I think this was the one that just picked up running like, oh, okay, this is this is good. This is good. Yeah, um, same here. It's, it's like you said, when you have somebody who's written it before also be a part of the TV uh, pilot. It just helps out more. And I think that this kind of shows to whoever's in charge at Warner Brothers that you should have Jeff Johns take a little bit more of uh, the control like he was supposed to before. Because right. to me, it just it just showed like this, this is exactly how you should uh, film this style of uh, superhero shows or a superhero in general. And no, I just I just think that that to me that was the reason why for me this pilot was really good is because I didn't feel like it was trying to do too much. It knew what it was and knew how to do it and it did it. That was just plain and simple. There wasn't anything extra, there wasn't anything to kind of twist it around. It's just like here it is. This is this is what it is and we know how to do it. Jeff Johns has proven time and time and again and I know I sound like a fanboy. Time and time and again that not only does he understand the characters whenever he writes a comic, but he also knows how to recreate them for a modern audience. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. made Green Lantern awesome. He's the one that brought me back into comics. He made Green Lantern amazing. He came up with the concept of the red, yellow, blue, all those other lanterns. He did that. Oh, um, wow. He did Flashpoint. He brought back Barry Allen. He did, you know, all that like Flashpoint stuff that was all Jeff Johns. He did Dark Side War. Jeff Johns knows his stuff, but I want to know his writing credits because his writing credits for movies are also good. Let's see. So DC Comics, he did, yeah, Stars and Stripes, which was like his first one. Um, yeah, he did Green Lantern, Blackest Night, Justice Society. The one that I read was his. 
Uh, he rolled Teen Titans. Let's see. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going down to the list here. Booster Gold. I remember Booster Gold. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. Uh, he, did he did the Lord first... of the Rings. He I'm... did. No. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, he didn't do the Green Lantern movie, but he kind of did. Oh, he's the writer of uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Oh, okay. And he is the producer as well. So there you go. Let's see how that turns out. Let's he, see. He's been executive producer for DC movies. I think like slowly he's becoming what, uh, what's his face? Um, oh, uh, Kevin Feige? Kevin Feige. But yeah. he doesn't have as much say in it. You know what I mean? Like Kevin Feige has been producing for Marvel since Spider-Man. Yeah. But it wasn't until the MCU where he's really, really in charge. Right, yeah. Because executive producer, for people who aren't really familiar with like like – movie terms or, or or the industry is like that's a very vague title like executive producer could literally mean hey uh you over there did we get this right yeah okay executive producer so like he he probably has executive producer on some of these titles just as like almost like a, a reference a point of reference like hey you helped us make sure that we right. got this name right but the more he becomes an actual producer the better he's able to take control of a project and say, hey, let's not really film it this way or let's not really do it this way. No, and you're so right. I hope, I hope that they give him that type of uh, control as opposed to just like, hey, buddy, thanks for uh, thanks for looking at the script and changing that name that we got wrong. Or, uh, hey, yeah. thanks for uh, letting us know what comics we should read for this movie. So, and any person that writes in a, a Goonie scene in a TV show has got my vote. I love that they showed the Goonies on the... The drive, the drive-in uh, movie theater. But yeah, it was a good show, good start, good pilot. Um, I'm interested, interested to see where where the show goes. I'm interested to see Luke Wilson in a big ass giant robot. I <laughs> that love was it. at the end of the, the you, which is fine for me. They follow the Marvel formula. The Marvel formula has been proven to be good, and I don't mean that as like a playbook. I just mean in the sense of like you know what a, you know what a comic book. Uh, story you're writing you know what the 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 style should be so just do it you don't have to overcomplicate things or try to be edgy or try to be whatever just do it and that's what i felt like watching this it was like very easy to follow but a very good uh story being told and earth one and earth two should always be their own thing not like oh everything's slightly different no earth two has always been no here is a long list yeah sure you have a superman but like everything is radically different True. And that's what that's I'm excited true. for. Yeah, so. and that's what I hope for too. I hope that they they really establish that this is different. Like this is yeah. a different Earth. Every existence multiplied by possibility. And spread out before space and time in infinite measure. All right, so uh, that's going to be it for this episode. And as always, we want to hear what you guys think. You know, what did you think of uh, the pilot episode of Stargirl? Was there stuff that we missed? Maybe Easter eggs that you found? Uh, have you guys, uh, you know, read the, the, the comic book? Um, but as always, uh, comment, share. You know where to find us if you want to listen to us. You know, we're everywhere. Every, every, everywhere you can find a podcast, we're there. The Comic Tube. And uh, thanks for uh, listening, and we'll see you next time. All right, guys. See you next time. Have a good one. See you.